0: I am super excited to introduce my guest. You may know her from her work in American Horror Story 6, directed by Angela Bassett, Flake 2, opposite Will Arnett and David Sullivan. She's had roles opposite David Schwimmer, Amy Schumer, Anthony Anderson, and many, many more. I want to welcome the talented Kirsten Schultz to the podcast. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Billy. I appreciate being here.
0: Well, thanks for coming. So I created this podcast to inspire young artists to follow their dreams, right? If a kid like me can come out to Hollywood at 18 with 200 bucks in his pocket, a one-way ticket, not knowing his soul out here and making the dream a reality, then why can't the listener out there, right? if someone like you can come from germany with a dream and become a working actor then it's possible so what i'd love to go back to the beginning like when did you know that you wanted to be in this business as an actor
1: um i was 14 15 i was doing theater in germany and um i did a lot of improv and uh, it just i fell in love with it i was very It was very easy for me and i love to make people laugh so the comedic side of it was really my passion and um i always would sit after or before kayak training because i i was an athlete so i did a lot of training and while we had to wait for our coaches to be ready uh, my sister and i we would sit and watch people and create sketches by just watching them
0: that's awesome so you know the the listeners out there that are listening to the podcast they have no idea how uh, this amazing physique that you have. I mean, you've you you train. been training for a long time now, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was a um, junior Olympic athlete. I was a hackathon athlete. I did 200, 400 uh, spr- sprints on track. And then I did far jump, high jump, shot pole. Um, and I was a, a silver medalist at the junior Olympics. Wow. Yeah. I remember the- My go-to.
0: I remember the first time I saw you, we didn't know each other, you know, I had just moved to Manhattan beach and I was living, you know, in North Manhattan beach. And there was a little gym over there and past yeah. Rosecrans. I forget the name of the gym, but it, you know, I went in there and I got a membership there. And I remember coming into the gym and you walked into the gym and I was like, oh my God, who is this amazing woman? <laughs> I mean, you have this impressive physique. I mean, once you see you, you, you know, it's like, wow. How how has that helped you or, or hindered you in this acting business?
1: Um getting in it actually helped me because I stood out from most women because they want usually when I go in, they want somebody that's feminine looking and athletic and tall. And those combinations don't come very often. So it was my niche and it actually helped me a lot to get jobs.
0: That's awesome. You know, I tell actors all the time, you know, it's those special skills that help you especially if you're just starting out get into the door because you know if you're um a soccer player and i'm looking for somebody to, to cast in my commercial that i need a soccer player that if you have that skill it's going to get you in
1: absolutely you know? Yeah.
0: so you want to develop those special skills i mean i know for me my special skills helped me book many roles. You know, I, I, I'm a martial artist. I got to fight Chuck Norris, you know, I, my boxing, I got to, you know, play a boxer. So, you know, it's really developing those skills that will help you, you know, really get your foot in the door and then you can show them your true talent. Yeah.
1: But you want to get your
0: foot in first. And that was my way in. Okay. So now you're 14, you're, you're, you got this improv, you're doing the improv, but how do you like get the career? How do you make the the dream a reality? What were your steps?
1: Well, I went to, to the States after that when I was in my 20s. Um, and my mother always wanted me to have a business degree and said, oh, actors don't make any money, you know, and it's a starving job. And I was like, well, that's really what I want to still do. But I went and got my business degree. And then after that, my, my, my passion for it never stopped. And the way I got into it, I uh, signed with an agency. I was looking, I was hanging out with people that are in the industry, that are actors. I surrounded myself with people that are doing what I want to do and ask them, who are, who are you signed with? And I I, te- I went with somebody that is an athlete because I figured an agency that already represents an athlete will sign me easier than somebody that is not familiar with somebody like me and has to figure me out first. Right. So I went with Bobby ball and they signed me right away. And I went on commercials, got billboards. Um, I'm booked my first national commercial. It was cars.com. And then it was uh, lasvegas.com had a billboard. And from there it just Continue, but an agent is really, really important to get in. And you have to. The best way for me was to surround yourself with, okay, who am I? Where would I, who would sign me? Where would do I want to go? You know, with that.
0: I love that. It's really important to surround yourself with people that are actually doing it. You know, that yeah. that are, you know at that level that you want to achieve, so you can learn from them, mentor from them. You know, I think that's why it's really important for actors to be in a class and be in a group scenario where everybody's on the same page. You know, you're surrounding yourself with people that are already doing it. And and then, you, you know, you talk and you network and you go, hey, who's your agent? Oh, OK. Yeah, maybe you can put a referral in or maybe you can, you know, send them my demo reel or, you know, it's really kind of who you know. Absolutely. And then if you if you have the talent, it will get you in the door.
1: Yeah. I mean, just studying with you, I've learned so much of how to be excited because excitement and nervous is the same thing, right? You taught me that. And to just walk into the door and own it and be in the character when you walk in and out. So definitely stay in it. And you know, I have heard it so many times from so many other actresses as well that are very successful. They say, stay in it. You got to be in your craft all the time. Don't take a month off or two months and not work your craft because it's just like working out to me. If you don't do it every day, you'll is going to go to crap, right? And if you do this with your craft, you're going to get rusty and you want to stay sharp. And to stay sharp, you got to do it every week, every day. I mean, I do something every day.
0: Love that. Yeah. I mean, actors should be really, if they're not in class, they should be picking up a monologue and working on it and practicing their self tapes because, you know, the business has changed drastically because of the pandemic and, you know, actors are going to work from self-tape. So why not train yourself daily doing self-tapes? You know, put yeah. yourself on tape, do that monologue. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, I know actors that, you know, they only act when they get an audition. And that's, you know, sometimes those auditions are, are you know, that don't come for a month. So what are you going to do? Not work on your craft for a month? You know, it's like, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. But and like I, you said, it's
0: like going to the gym.
1: Yeah. And I, I, for me, my experience has been whenever I was in it and I got an audition, I usually would book it. I'm not saying that's everybody's case, but for me, that's because I was so in it. I, it was just easy, you know, then, and like you said, not doing something for a month or two. It just, it just makes you sharp, you know, study your craft.
0: So, you know, you talked about nervous and excitement. How did you truly get past that? I mean, do you get nervous when you go into an audition?
1: Oh, of course, especially in the beginning. You know, you have all these self-doubts in your head. Am I too tall? Is my speech properly? Is my English good enough? You know, I came from another country, so I had to have, I always thought I have to lose my accent. Come to find out now that I'm with a number one voiceover agency that said, we love your accent, keep the accent, um, which is ironic, but definitely, I mean, when you have A-list people walking into the room with you that you're auditioning for, and you're a newbie, your heart just races, and you just have to be able to center yourself and calm yourself down, you know, and it takes practice.
0: You know, how do you do it?
1: Well, you taught me a lot about how to center myself. It's breathing it's cleansing myself, it's centering my feet on the ground. And also when I walk into the room, I really don't socialize a lot with people. I stay in my role, I stay in my character, I stay focused of where I want to go, who I am, and stay true to what I want to present.
0: Love that. You know, that's, I love, you know what I love about you is, and there, there are a handful of actors that really listen to when I, when I teach the art of the audition, what to do in that room, how to make big choices, how to go in there and bring that character in the door and, you know, how to, how to breathe and how to ground yourself and all that stuff that comes along with auditioning. And when you apply it, it works. I mean, I know it works because I've, I've booked the roles myself. I I get emails, texts every day from actors going, Hey, I got that part. I got that thing. I got that thing. You know I mean? That's why when there's a big audition in town, uh, you know, a pilot audition, a big feature film. I have agents calling me up, going, "Hey, can you squeeze my client? And she's got a big pilot audition. She's got a, you know, a feature film audition. Because they know when I work with them, they go and they they book the part. I mean, how many times I, I coached you on on quite a few uh, auditions, and you went and you landed the role? Yeah,
1: I did. Yeah, so, we actually did the clown together. Remember when I well, yeah. I actually, wasn't the clown we auditioned for another role for it. And I went in and because you told me, take risks, don't be the normal and just do something out of the norm. And I did. I spit on the floor, kissed my muscles and the director was like, wait, this is different. Um, I'm going to give you a different role that was actually written for a guy. And that role, I got to create this character. And then I one episode went to the next and then they made a special out of me. And from there, I created this whole Special
0: character. Yeah, it's an amazing character. Is that your bat baseball bat, your clown bat behind you?
1: (laughs) That's that's awesome. That was Hightower.
0: Hightower. That's that's awesome. So do you have um, a morning routine? I mean, I know you work out, but is there a morning routine? You know, I tell actors all the time that this is your instrument. As an actor, you are the instrument. So you truly have to take care of this instrument and you have to work out, you have to drink a lot of, you know, you have to meditate, you have to get your instrument, you have to work on your craft. So when the opportunity shows up, you're going to be ready, ready, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically ready to go into that door. Do you have a morning routine?
1: I do. I actually have uh, severe ADD. Like it's very hard for me to focus on one thing uh, for a very long time. Um, Sometimes I have 10 TVs going on at one time. And when I wake up in the morning, I wake up and I always, well, the night before I write down the thing, three things that I want to do the next day. So my subconscious state of mind is already preparing myself for the next day. And then I wake up, um, I read, I have my cup of coffee. And then um, if I have time, I go work out. And I usually do all my lines and all my monologues when I work out, because I like to move when I learn words. It helps me because I focus wise for me. It just keeps me sharp, and also um, I make a recording of it. And I, instead of listening to music, I listen to my words, um, and then I can hear my voice. And I work on how my voice sounds, where my inflection is, and all of that. But working out is very important to me. Um, eating healthy is very important to me. Go, getting enough sleep, you know, I go to bed usually around nine o'clock. I wake up at five a.m. And, um, then, you know, I help other people to have a healthier lifestyle as well and, uh, inspire them. And yeah, with that, I think it's really important to take care of you, you know, your outside is just as important as your inside.
0: Yeah. I I love that. So, you know, When working on dialogue, I tell my actors all the time, please give yourself an activity, do something, you know, go work out, go, you know, fold your clothes, do the laundry, you know, a lot of actors, they sit there and they just read the words over and over again the same exact way. And what happens is that just becomes stale. And then what happens if you, you've you never given yourself an action, what's going to happen is you're going to show up to the set and the director's going to say, okay, I want you to walk over here. I want you to, you know, make a cup of coffee. And then I want you to come over here and sit down on the couch. And if you never practice your lines, <laughs> walking and talking, you're going to forget your lines. Yeah, but if absolutely. you practice them every which way possible... Uh, giving yourself an activity trying them opposite let's say you think the character should be screaming well wonderful do follow your instincts play it like that and then flip it go the other way with it you know whisper it just to see where it takes you yeah so, so i
1: uh, was my guinea pigs. so we would drive in the car and all of a sudden i just pull out a character and i just make it so believable that they don't know if it am i the person now if something happened or whatever and i love to see their reaction because then i know oh it was real
0: yeah can we go back to the add uh, real quick so yeah. you know how do you if somebody a listener out there is dealing with it i mean what, what would your advice be to that person
1: give yourself 15 percent. take it take 15 don't give 100 don't worry about oh my god i have to do a whole hour right now just start start with Write it down. I give myself, I'm really good with scheduling myself. Um, It keeps me focused and I have to show up no matter what. If I don't do it, I will do 10 other things and not do what I'm supposed to do. So a calendar for, I think, ADD is really, really important. And be gentle with yourself. I've learned that I can be very harsh with myself when I go through not when I wouldn't give 100% in my eyes. So now I've learned, okay, I'm just going to do 15 minutes of my monologue. Then I'm going to do something else, but I'm going to come back to it or get ready for a role and and get my clothes ready or whatever it is that I need to do. You know, all these things that um, come up besides being a mom. You know, there's a lot of uh, moments that I had to have to refocus. And the best way for me is really just scheduling myself and then making myself accountable. You got to show up.
0: Love that. So being a mom, right? Being... a a busy woman, you know, how do you deal with auditions? I mean, you know, I know back in the day, we'd have to drive back to Hollywood and it's an hour trip and then you got to find parking. And then, you know, it's a three hour tour, you know, to walk into a room for an audition, you know, now it's changed. There is a lot of self tapes. How do you, how do you feel about self tapes compared to, you know, back in the day, walking in the door?
1: I personally love walking into the door because I love to meet the casting directors And I love I am all about energy and I feel the energy from the cast director and I get to play with them. I love that. Where with self tape, you have to be find yourself somebody that is good at reading with you, because if you don't have that, it's really hard to not self doubt yourself of where you're going and what you should do. I'm an overthinker when it comes to that. I'm like, am I looking this way? Am I saying it the right way? Is this coming across this way or whatever? So I found some people for self-tapes that I can read with that are booking in the industry um, and that are doing well. So really important, I think, it's to to have that. What I love about self-tapes is you can do it over and over again. You can do it different ways. You can pick your favorite one. When you walk into a room and you do it with the cast and director, you have one or two shots, maybe two shots. You know, if I've been lucky enough where they keep me in a room because they like the way I play, but that doesn't, you know, happen all the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I tell my actors, you better give them everything on the first take because you may not get a second. (laughs) You know, you got to play full out 150% the first time because you don't want to be driving home going, I should have, would have, could have, but I didn't. Why didn't I go, you know, all the way?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: even even on a film. I mean, let's say you got the part and we're shooting it and we're, you know, we're losing the light or we're losing the location. We I mean, have one shot at this, that's going to be in the movie for the rest of you forever. So you better make sure you give them everything you have when, when you get in front of that, that camera. Yeah.
1: I mean, when I did Hightower, I I had two cameras. It was live, four hours shooting. Um, and you have two cameras on you at all given time and it's all improv. They tell you the guidelines where you're going, but you better be in that character all the way out for
0: four hours straight. Yeah, you got some serious improv skills. Now, you know, we had class on Monday night and that that was awesome. You know, yeah. we've been we've been playing, we've been shooting short films in class, you know, our, our, our we we create a short film in three hours. <laughs> we Crazy. sit down. Yeah. And we we uh, we brainstorm and we figure out what the story is, and then we figure out what what the characters are. And it was fun. It was like play, you know, figuring out wardrobe, and and then uh, figuring out where we're going to shoot it. And we built some sets, and we 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 shot it. I mean, it was we shot a lot of stuff in in three hours. Yeah, um, I love
1: it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I love all the creative side of it.
0: Yeah, but the fun part is, is you know, it, there, there's so many talented actors in the class that you know. The improv is so amazing that you know we don't have time to sit there and write a screenplay, you know. But you know, you guys know the gist of it, and you guys are improving and it's like it's it's amazing. I can't wait! I can't wait to see the edited version of the short yeah, film. Yeah, me too,
1: because the first yeah. one was amazing already. So yeah, the
0: the, yeah. the one we made the other day was was awesome. If you know, if you could go and give yourself right, you the maybe the little you right some some life advice if you could go back and talk to the little you what would that advice be
1: you are enough Mm. you are enough you are more powerful than you think don't make yourself so small and dreams do come true stick to them believe in them go after them don't have no fear because fear is just false evidence appearing real uh, real so just go for it and I wish I would have lived my passion sooner and not had the fear of, you know, fitting in, doing the right thing and all of that. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get out of your own way. You know, that little voice in your head that's telling you to fear, that little voice that's saying you're not good enough, that little voice, that's a bunch of noise that's truly just noise you know you are you you were created a masterpiece the listener out there was created a masterpiece you know there's a there's a beautiful light within you this energy your star power you know you need to let that shine bright and know that you're worthy of it and you deserve it and you're valuable and you know you need to just step up into who you really are a queen a king a, a masterpiece and that's that's where you want to come from shining your light you know this talent is uh, is a god-given talent it was given to you And you just got to go in and know, you know, have faith that this was given to me. Not everybody gets it, you know, painters paint, uh, you know, musicians can play an instrument, but you have this gift within you and it's your obligation to go shine that light because it was given to you and it wasn't given to you. If you cannot make the dream a reality, I mean, I I, I believe that, you know, you just have to believe it. And then you have to go after it like you friggin' mean it with 150%, with a vengeance. Like, I'm going to go get this and envision and it and take some time to really, truly see it, you know? I, I mean, I, you know, every year with my actors, I create uh, vision boards, you know, in, in January. Like, like really... Th- Create a vision board, you know, cut out images, you know, see yourself if you want to work with whoever it is, your favorite actor is find a picture of them on set and cut out the other actor and put your head there and have it on your mirror and see it on a daily basis. Yeah,
1: I'm putting it out of universe. I will film with Bill Farrell. Well, there you go. And I'm going to be at the Oscars and I'm going to be walking the red carpet and I'm envisioning it. I'm envisioning it already. I'm already there, you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Write the speech, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm envisioning it, too. I mean, I have it. You know, I have what I do. It, I'm writing a film right now and I have the Oscars sitting right next to the, you know, my. Wall with all my images for the film and all the post-it notes and everything, but I have an Oscar sitting right there. I also have an Oscar on my sink. I don't know if you notice it. There's, if you turn on my faucet, there's an Oscar. So if you go to turn the water on, you have to hold the Oscar. Well, <laughs> 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 next time you come into the studio, look at the sink. It's got an Oscar on it. <laughs> you know, you can leave it. You know, it's 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 crazy because. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, this is some kind of green screen, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of fakers. That's a
1: real deal right there.
0: <laughs> you you sat in the seats, you know. Many, so many, yeah.
1: every week I sit there and do this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you know, there's a there's a lot of people that you know have the green screen and you know, but you know, this is this is a real school. And but the crazy part is is I just found the vision board for this studio that I created years, years, years ago. I mean, that, my studio has been here for eight years now, right? November 2nd is my eight year anniversary. But I found a vision board that I created 10 years, 15 years. Before that, I I, I had a vision of a a, a beautiful black box theater. And I cut out images, you know, theater seats and a producer's lounge at the movie posters and the makeup mirror, the Hollywood style makeup mirror and the black curtains, the whole thing. You know, because I've I've been in a lot of shitty black boxes, you know, in, you know, in Hollywood where there's like rats and, you know, it's like they're 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 just dumps. And I was like, why is there and why are they always crappy? You know, why can't there be a nice one? So I I truly cut out images and I created a vision board and now I live in it. You know, the vision has become a reality,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: so I think there's a truly a lot of power to It's taking Absolutely. some time.
1: Absolutely. I always knew I was going to be on stage talking to thousands of people. I always knew I was going to be in front of the camera. I always knew it, believed it and uh, envision it. And I think when you live your passion, it will come true no matter what, because that's it's just like breathing to me. You know, it's just what you what I want to do. There's no, and there's no age. You know, people always think, "Oh, I'm too old for it." I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that at all. Uh, the lady who wrote the murder series, she was 59 when she wrote it, mm-hmm. and it just murder she wrote. That's the show, you know. And it just, I don't, I don't believe in in an age limit at all.
0: Yeah, I worked on that show with Angela Lansbury. It was amazing. Yeah. 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 You got to You truly You have to have a vision. And then, you know, the, having the vision is one thing, but it, then it's taking massive action. Like if you want something, you have to go after it. You know, like, you know, when I, I knew I wanted to be an actor and I had this vision, but then I had to jump on a plane, travel 3000 miles away. I did not have a plane ticket back. So they say you want to take the island, burn the boat. (laughs) There's no boat back. (laughs) Failure is not an option. (laughs) I had
1: a one-way ticket coming here too. Yeah, so it's like
0: I don't have. There's no backup plan. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I don't believe. I don't. I I personally don't believe in Plan B or backup plans. I say that you listen. Having a good education is very important. You want to have that, but you want to have your your blinders on. This is what I'm going to. I'm going to make this dream a reality. You know, I've seen a lot of people that have that plan B and that plan B becomes plan A. Right. Because this role, this roller coaster of a business, sometimes it's feast, sometimes it's famine. Sometimes you have three auditions in a day. Sometimes you don't get three auditions in a month. You know, but there are going to be times when it, it you hit that little roller coaster, you're you're on the down and you haven't had any auditions. You start second guessing yourself and you start getting into your head and you're getting fearful and you start creating a story. And am I too old? Am I this but and it's just noise again. But if you have a true vision of this is where I'm going to go, and I'm going to make this dream a reality, and nothing's going to stop me, you know, if there's a door, I'm going to kick the freaking door down. I'm going to do whatever it is. you
1: don't get your auditions right now, you just create stuff yourself.
0: Exactly.
1: People around you that are creatives, and you just create your own short films or uh, projects, and then just put it out there yourself. Why wait for somebody to drop it into your lab? Why not go get it yourself?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing in class. You know, we're creating our own projects. Everybody has a a cell phone in their pocket and that, you know, that's a little movie making machine. You can write a screenplay on it. You can shoot, you can edit, you can do everything on it, you know? So why not? Why wait? When I came out to Hollywood, there was no such thing. There was no cell phones. There was no nothing. So you literally, the only way you got footage of yourself is you had to actually book the part and then you had to pull that get some guy, pay some guy named Jan Natarno, to pull it off the air on a three quarter inch tape. And then they had to transfer it to a half inch. Tape. You know, It was like a process to get a piece of footage of you acting, but now you can make it today. You just find a monologue. What's your cast ability? Oh, I see myself playing a gangster. Okay, wonderful. Find a monologue of you playing a gangster, work on it. You know, find the wardrobe, you know, the whole thing, become a little movie producer, wardrobe, hair, makeup, everything, fill the frame, right, you know, and then film yourself doing that. So you have that little piece of footage of you playing gangster or a doctor, or a lawyer, or whatever your castability is.
1: And and use your social media for your work. Don't just use your social media for acceptance. Use it for your work, you know? I have used social media for my work, and I have literally production companies reach out to me and say, hey, we would love for for you to audition for this big role. And I would have never had that if I didn't put myself out there and I created scenes myself, put them out there, and they said hey we like what she looks like what she does and even if you don't book it at least they're looking at you and they they want to keep you in mind for something else
0: absolutely and be careful what you post on social media because people look you know if i'm i've been in a situation where you know we're looking at you know actors and we're looking at their social media and if you're posting stuff that's you know keep your this is my only my opinion is keep your politics, keep your religion, you know, keep, you know, your partying, you know, woo-hoo, look at me, I'm drinking shots of tequila. Nobody needs to see that. If I want to hire you and I see that, and you know, I may not hire you because of that. So, you know, yeah. unless you're
1: at you film festival some superstars.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, what's your brand? What are you putting out there? I mean, you're, you're a brand and you got to know what your brand is and what you're putting out there. Truly. I mean, it's really important because, you know, there are casting directors that, you know, that's the first thing, you know, back in the day, they used to look at like, you know, oh, where's the demo reel or, you know, a lookbook for a model. Now the lookbook is now your Instagram account, (laughs) you know, so actors should put actor in their title and they should put their castability pieces of footage a minute of you playing that doctor or that gangster or whatever so now if i come across you and i go oh my gosh look at this you can play a doctor a lawyer a gangster you know yeah. if you're comedic if you play an instrument like you know if you have an amazing physique yeah show you show it off because yeah. that's that's castability
1: yeah yeah i get hired for my physicality a lot you know because that's it's the first thing that they see but i also make it a point that I do character stuff so people don't just look at one way because I want to be taken serious as an actor. And if I only do that, then what's, wh- what, I'm, what is my message here? What are, what are they looking at? So just like you said, know what you want to be seen as and what you want to be booked at.
0: Yeah. You got to show them. You got to serve it up and go, this is me. You can't leave anything to their imagination because they don't have imagination. They, they're not going to see you, you know, playing that role unless you show them I can play this role. They're going to try to put you in a little box and say, you can only play this part. Yeah. Well, How do they know you can play the other role is you show them this yes. is look, here you go. Yes. You know mm-hmm. I, mean? I remember I, 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 I did an episode of NYPD blue. I played a, a guest star on the show, playing a, uh uh a, a, a a mafia boss, a gangster who was, you know, gay, who killed his own brother, who yeah. killed a bunch of other people, whatever. And it was, and this was the role, right? And then I found out there was another role, uh, another guest starring episode, playing a completely, you know, different character, a Hispanic guy who got out of Rikers Island, whatever. And they wouldn't let me in because they said, Oh no, Billy only plays that's they try to put me in that little box. And I said, No, 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 no. And this is before self-tapes. I filled myself. I had a goatee and the whole thing and I sent it over to casting and they they let me into the room for based on that tape. And I went in that room and I got that part because yeah. I showed them, look, I can do that. Yeah. So you can do that my, right now.
1: My friend Tora, I call her, uh, she calls herself my friend Tora too. Um, it's Nicole Ari Parker. And uh, she said to me always, she said, go for the all the roles. Don't go for the roles that they think that you'd be good at. Just go for the ones too that they would never think that you would go for.
0: Absolutely. Change their mind. I mean, I'd say I, I preach it all the time. You have to change their mind. They think they know what they want until they see you. And then you walk in the door and you made some big choices and you're having fun. And you're playing and, and they're like, wait a second. I didn't even, oh my gosh. And then, you know, they take the credit. Like they, they thought of it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, was like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. great. Yeah. So what's next? I mean, I know you got a TV pilot going on. You got uh, some play you're doing. What's next for you?
1: I booked a lead role in a uh, theater play um, that they're either they're probably going to pr- bring it to San Francisco right now awesome to San Francisco Chicago so that's big um, and then I also booked a TV show that is in the production right now um, where I have to play a trainer um, but it's funny it's a comedy kind of thing and there's a couple other things that I'm looking at right now that I can't talk about yet. I'm talking to a production company in England that wants to put me in a movie. And I'm also talking to a production company in Canada that wants to consider me for some movies.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I have no doubt. No doubt. It's just an audition away from you blowing up. Like, boom. Like, people are going, whoa, where did she come from? And, you know, they're going to say it's a year like an overnight success. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the way it happens.
1: No, I've been doing this talking to these people for a while and communicating and when they tell me that they're going to write a role in for me then i feel you know okay i did something right here
0: absolutely i mean your job as an actor is not not to get the part is to go in there and make some fans you know because if it's not this role something down the line they're gonna go hey remember that girl that came in and wow she made some big choices and we liked her and we want to you know they're going to remember you. You yeah. get a few casting directors in this business that that are a fan of your work. You're going to work because they're going to yeah. keep bringing you back in. And then it's just the numbers game, you know, getting in that right thing. You know, I had I had a, I had one. God rest her soul. Her name was Vicki Rosenberg. She was a great casting director, but you know she she took a shot on me and 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 she brought me in for it, was, it was who's the boss? And you know I landed that, and you know it was a guest star that turned into a recurring character for three years. And then, you know, every time there was another thing like Married Children, she brought me in on that and I got that or, you know, the pilot. I mean, she was always she was a fan. So she was always bringing me in the room. Yeah. And I worked a lot from that one casting. Right now imagine if you have two or three that love you. You know, I had uh, Ross Lacey for commercials that loved me. They brought me in. I did like a dozen commercials, you know, we just out of that one casting office because yeah. they were a fan. So, you know, that's your job if you're an actor out there is really, truly go make some fans, you know?
1: Yeah, that's what I did with my cast and director for voiceovers. You know, I spoke to her and then I went and trained with her and she loved me so much in my drive. She said there's not a lot of people that want it that bad. And if they people want to support people that really want it and have a Mm -hmm. passion for it. And because of that, I got to sign with uh, uh, Arlene Thornton and she's been in the business for over 50 years and voiceovers, you know, Um, and I never thought that my voice was it because I had this hang up about my voice and that I had a little lisp and then I thought I didn't sound right. And, you know, the voice is in your head until people say, no, you're fine.
0: Yeah, that's what makes you unique. I mean, that's your castability. Listen, when I came out to, to LA, people would say, Oh, you gotta get rid of that New York accent. I was like, fuck you. You <laughs> I was like, that's what makes me me. You know, I'm a kid from Brooklyn. And and then and I booked all those roles. Every one of those, you know troublemaker street kid whatever and that's what got me in the door and then i then i proved that i can play roles that don't have that accent because i would just put a different accent on i play the the spanish guy whatever so you know the door the accent the new york thing you know that's what i was selling i knew what i was selling from the get-go you know coming out here i was selling this street kid from new york
1: yeah
0: and i and i booked all those roles i mean the first audition i had was they were looking for Billy, the character's name is Billy. He was a leader of a gang who was bullying these kids. And I was literally off the plane, you know, went in there and got a guest starring role on a TV series called The Fall Guy and the rest is history. Got my SAG card and my career, you know, started rolling. So, you know, it's know who you are, be you, because there's only one you. I mean you have a twin too. Right? Yeah, a, a twin,
1: yeah. But there's only one you. Oh well, you on me. Yeah. She does not like to act.
0: Yeah. But, but I mean I, it's when I saw I saw images of you two together. I mean that's that's some serious, you know, wow, you know, yeah. wow factor.
1: It's great but, you to walk in the room with her, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's be you own you. You know, stand in your power. Come everything that's ever happened to you in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of that stuff. That's your goal as an actor. Bring that. And that's enough. You don't have to do anything else. Just bring you, you know, do the work, create the character, you know, find the voice of the character, the walk of the character, all that. Create the character. But then give your soul, your stuff. And they they will feel that if if you do that. Because you're not acting, you're just being truthful. No acting allowed.
1: Yeah, no acting around. I walked into a room and I booked flakes And the guy said, um, I walked in. In the scene, I had to kiss somebody. This was with Will Annette and David uh, Sullivan. And um, I walked in I said, who am I kissing? He said, oh, no, we're not. We're just pretending. I said, that's not acting. And I booked the role. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was bold, but it was yeah. the truth, you know. Yeah, because listen. I'm going to be honest.
0: Yeah. Listen, it's those bold choices, you know, and I, I, you know, I say it in class all the time, right? I can tell you every role I've ever landed, every movie poster that's hanging on the wall. here. Yeah, I know exactly what I did in that audition. What that big, bold choice was. Was it risky? Was it dangerous? Was it vulnerable? Was it whatever? Yes. That's what made me stand out from everybody else. Yeah. It's that big, boy? it's you spitting on the floor and, and yeah. flexing your muscles. Is you yeah. kissing the, you know, it's, it's making that choice that people won't, might not do like, Oh my God, why would they do? You know, it's dangerous. It could backfire and they go, what the hell did she just spit on a fly? I mean, you know,
1: yeah, at least you took a chance.
0: Yeah. You took a shot yeah. and they will remember you.
1: Yes, they will. Yeah. You know, when I remember you got me ready for teachers, the TV show teachers. Uh-huh. Um, and I had to play a um, coach, a um dodgeball coach and I literally brought a dodgeball in there and I took that ball and slammed it against the wall <laughs> and then Cassandra was like okay we well, don't have to do this again but I love you and they were such big fans they wanted me to get this role so bad that no. they and the network ended up with a bigger name but they wrote a letter to my agency and told them that I need to have my own show. that my community timing was off the charge and that and it was because I just lived it i was honest with the role and i wasn't scared to take that risk
0: yeah i remember coaching you on that that was hysterical (laughs) put your whistle (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: awesome it's a role that where i play somebody i i know for myself i play women that are very powerful Mm -hmm. or intimidating you know or very sexy so that i'm not have no problem with that bring me in and then i can show you the other range too
0: love it Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. Oh,
1: thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate
0: it. It was awesome. And I, I will see you in class on Monday.
1: Yes, sir. You will.
0: <laughs> All right. Take care.
1: You too.
0: Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't. Please take whatever you get from here, the golden nuggets, and apply them to your career. Go after your dreams with passion. Don't let anybody tell you it can't be done. I believe in you. Follow your dreams. I'll see you in Hollywood.